night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, the DJs, and everybody else in between, throwing it down a Thursday night throwdown has a big gun. Uh, so we've got like 99 things to break down here this evening, and all of them would be major stories in our own right, but it's been one of those days. There's that much stuff going on. Let's start off in the National Football League. Russell Wilson dislocates his finger. His finger basically popped out of place. They couldn't pop it back in, and they couldn't tape it up. He couldn't return to the football game. But then Geno Smith comes in, and Geno Smith was going up and down the field, man. Geno Smith looked great. Geno Smith uh, was 10 of 17 for 131 yards. Geno Smith did more damage in like five minutes than Russell Wilson did all night. Uh, Truth be told, Russell Wilson did not play well uh, this evening. 26-17 final score. Rams are victorious. Uh, Lower scoring game. Uh, Really opened up in the second half, man. They only put up 10 points in the first half, and then the Rams scored 13 in the third, and then there were 20 points uh, scored in the fourth. We posted and tweeted at Sportridge uh, to grab the in-game over, and uh, we cashed with that, but we lost uh, by grabbing an in-game Seahawk. Uh, when the Seahawks were up, I thought they were going to win the game, and then, you know the wheels fell off, and then Russell Wilson uh, got hurt. But we absolutely massacred the props, which was nice. Sometimes you know what I mean. You know, sometimes you win the game, you lose the props. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you lose the game and the props. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the props hit. Sometimes the game loses. It's one of those type of deals. Tonight, like, you know, you guys saw it was a prop fest tonight. You know, they all started to cash. That's the thing with these props. Like in the last quarter, right? They'll start to come home for the most part, and you start to rack up the wins. You know, we got lucky with the long field goal prop. And, and, and I'm telling you what, right now, this is something that I can't. We can never really bitch because I was mad, man. It was late in the game. It was like a minute left or whatever, 38 seconds. You know, you guys know the drill. And it was 23, right? So the Rams, like, didn't – they were just running the ball. They were trying to kill the clock, but they were one of those spots where they had to kick a field goal after because they were only up six, and they couldn't just give the ball back. So it was like, all right, we got to kick a field goal. And I'm like, please, 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 please be beyond the 30-yard line. Be, you know what I mean? Don't don't take it past the 30-yard line because it's 46 and a half and you had 17 yards. And, dude, he got past the 30. He got to, like, the 29. And I said, oh, my God, I can't believe this. This is going to be a 46-yarder. And it was a 47-yarder. And I've said this. I've told you guys this before. The damn spots are pretty subjective, man. All right? Like, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty subjective, and I'm telling you, I've had pretty good luck with this. I've won two long field goal props due to uh, spots that, like, uh, benefited me. Where even I, even me, I was like, that's a yard short. Like, that's going to be a 45-yarder. <laughs> like, that's not, you know what I mean? And no, I get the spot. I got screwed over by a bad spot once, and it did cost me. So, I guess it's two and one. It's two and one. Or I think I got screwed by a bad spot, but then Buddy missed the kick anyways. So that's what happened. So I didn't really get screwed because he missed the kick anyways. A lot of missed kicks tonight, actually. Missed kicks, missed extra points. So the Rams win. The Rays win. The Astros win. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. 
The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. It's a Thursday night throwdown. Teddy Covers is going to step up and in and kick it uh, with us, or at least we hope uh, Teddy Covers steps up and in and uh, joins us. Uh, we've got uh, Big Card Julio, our Windy City Sports uh, reporter. And a lot of the, a couple of the Chicago Rageaholics actually are kicking it in Vegas right now. But hey, who is it? It's the place to be. You know, no better place to be than Vegas when you got all these games uh, going on. Game after game after game, depending on whatever sport you're into, you can get a little piece of everything. And uh, the National Hockey League, their regular season will start next week. But tonight, it was about baseball today. So let's uh, let's backtrack. We opened up uh, with the Rams. So, of course, the Rams uh, won 26-17. We welcome our AM radio affiliates, I guess. Uh, we did. I sort of heard the music. Uh, so I'm, I'm assuming uh, at this point, yeah. Um, yeah, we're assuming. So, yeah, the Rams win 26-17. And, um, you know, nice win for them. It wasn't, you know, it was weird. Like, if you look at the numbers of Matt Stafford, 25-37, 365 yards, you'd think he killed it, but he really didn't. He did and he didn't. <laughs> like, it was, I don't know. It was just, it was a strange football game. Sure, Aikman, like, agreed. He said it was a strange football game. It was just strange all night. Like, missed extra points. You'll see this a lot, actually, in the NFL now, where teams will rack up yards, and it's something to consider with props as well. Because if you bet on the total, you can lose the total, but you can still win, like, you know what I mean? Like, good examples. Look, this game never really even flirted with going over the number. Yeah, Matthew Stafford beat his prop. It was 300 yards. I bet it. I bet over 300 and a half yards. He had 365 yards. Let's say it's all you need to know, like 365 yards, but he only had one touchdown. He had one interception as well. You, you, can, you see this a lot in the NFL now where... There's like a lot of yardage and stuff, but the teams don't convert the old bend, but don't break. And I don't know, maybe these teams are just bad in the red zone as well. Uh, but for whatever it is, it is what it is. And the NFL season, uh, the NFL season's rolling on uh, right now. So, uh, Major League Baseball, Astros get it done today. I don't want to jinx anything, but this is the best of men. We're killing it. We were on the Boston Red Sox on Tuesday. We were on the Los Angeles Dodgers last night, even minus one and a half. Earlier today, we were on the Houston Astros, and tonight we were on the Tampa Bay Rays. Can we keep it rolling tomorrow? I'm getting scared, man. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Halfback passes to the center, back to the wing, back to the center. Center holds it, holds it, holds it. Halfback passes to center, back to wing, back to center. Center holds it, holds it, holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust them, and everybody else in between. So as I stated, man, um, there's uh, like there's a million things going on, all of which would be a big story in their own right. 
Uh, but, you know, we'll just sort of go. So we got NFL football, Major League uh, Baseball. Oh, yeah, one of the best goalies in the National Hockey League stepped away today. Carey Price in Montreal um, stepped away from the Montreal Canadiens due to mental health uh, reasons. And we don't know. I don't know. Like, basically, but he basically stepped aside to deal with personal matters and basically mental health, etc. You know, we can't speculate on the exact exact reasons, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. It's a pretty big story uh, with Carey Price. Um, USA beats Jamaica, World Cup qualifying. Canada, Canada just tied Mexico in Mexico. A massive result uh, there in the World Cup. Soccer world uh, shaken up. Teddy Covers was watching the game. Uh, Mexico and Canada, no doubt. Teddy Covers steps up and in. <laughs> Straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Teddy, what's up, Teddy? So we got to take the under on how much of the uh, Canada-Mexico game I watch. Let's be realistic about that. Well, I don't think you watch one second of it. That would be the under, yes. <laughs> it's not roughly wearing a suit or something. I hear some like material shuffling together. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I, here, let me let me lift the uh, the mic a little closer to my mouth. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, I was kind of wiggling around in my chair and wiggling. Yeah, around. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of noise it's, it's, going on. It's fall weather now in Vegas for the first time, so I'm wearing a sweater, you know, and it's kind of wrinkly. Yeah, yeah probably. It's fall, I know. It's, it's, it's chill in the air. It's hockey weather, Teddy. Golden, the Golden Knights are back, baby. <laughs> All right, so, Teddy, good, good, good. Uh, thanks for joining us, Teddy. So, like I said, there's so much going on. I don't even really know where to start. Let me just say, weird football game tonight, wasn't it? Like, I said off the top, like, you look at Stafford. All right, 25 or 37, 365. All right, he threw one touchdown. He had one interception. The game doesn't go over the number. There was a lot of yardage put up, and there were plays made, but, you know, Seattle just shoot themselves in the foot all the time whenever they seem to get like, you know, past the opponent's 40-yard line. Russell Wilson was bad tonight, and then Russell Wilson gets hurt, and then in bizarro world fashion, somehow Geno Smith comes in and nearly covers the spread for Seattle backers. It was bizarro world tonight, Teddy. But that was Geno Smith in a nutshell right there. All right. May, oh, yeah, yeah. Right down the field, into the end zone. Right down the field, field goal. Yeah, yo. And then it's, uh, you know, twice. You know, Gino, the, for the first one when they settled for three, Gino plays great. Get him into the red zone. No, that's where the offense stops. And then. Hey, you're not here to rip Gino Smith, are you? <laughs> like, you're here to. Yeah, what well, Gino that. Smith? There was, it's 26 3. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love he was... Gino Smith, though. <laughs> Hey, the last time Geno Smith started the game, he covered the number. And when they benched Eli Manning, I was on it. Giants no, and Raiders. Right, he didn't. That's not his fault. <laughs> no, it was Geno Smith. How good is Seattle? You know that, that that's really the question we got to be. Not very right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, Pete Carroll's lost team. it. Let's start there, Teddy. What about Pete Carroll? The guy's lost it, bro. I don't know if he's lost it or if the I mean the roster is what it is in Seattle. You know they're not the play deep. calling sucks. The play calling's always sucked. They lost a Super Bowl because the play calling sucks. Yeah, but at what point does the head coach like bear responsibility for this? Can it always be the coordinator? The conservative nature, like Teddy, early in the game, bro, they punted like on fourth and three from the forty-two or whatever. Like really, that's what you're doing here? Like you mean? Like, I don't know. Like, they're the most conservative team in the NFL. They've got Russell Wilson, yet they handcuff him. And then, I don't know. And then, it, it, you know, it's just to me, they're a frustrating team tonight. I don't think they're very good. I thought they could win. It was a winnable game tonight, but no, I don't think they're that good. They're the worst team in the division. So, when it comes to Pete Carroll, 
I mean, when you think about that franchise before he got there, it's like Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati, okay? Yeah. You know, before he got there, it was a disaster. And then he got there, and they were making the playoffs, and all right, they didn't win any playoff games, but at least they were competitive every year. And it was every year. And since Pete Carroll has been there, they've been competitive every year. Every year. You know, it's like Mike Tomlin. People love to rip Mike Tomlin. And, they, they, you know, there, there are no off years in Pittsburgh. There are no off years in Seattle. Yeah, but he's had Russell Wilson. Okay. I mean, okay. Russell is one of the best quarterbacks ever. Like, Pete Carroll, like, Pete, you know what? I, in my opinion with Pete Carroll, Teddy, I think Pete Carroll coming back from USC into the National Football League had an enthusiasm about him. I think that he also knew the college game very well, so he was he was good with the draft. He was, you know, he recruited all these players. He knew who they were. He was sort of... He was more innovative and just sort of, but what do you hear about all those guys? And listen, I think those guys are jerks for throwing them under the bus, actually, because Carroll always had their back. But, you know, Richard Sherman and uh, who's the other jerk there, the, uh, the defensive lineman who's always a jerk to everyone. I forget who, I forget his name. The guy that pushes people or whatever. He pushed the security guard. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> he was on a bunch of teams. Somebody in Seahawks fan will remind me. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, Every every one of these older Seahawk players that get out of Seattle after all say, man, Pete Carroll and his rah-rah, bubblegum, college crap, you tune him out. Like, they've, they've tuned him out after all these years, I believe. So you need a new influx of new guys in there. But you can't tell me, Teddy, with a straight face that Pete Carroll's as good of a coach now as he was seven years ago. I wouldn't try to tell you that. No. Five years ago, even. Uh, and, and it, I mean, it, it probably shows in the field. At the same time... When you're a Pete Carroll, when you're a Sean Payton, you know, when you're a Bill Belichick, for that matter, yeah, you know, you get to pick. You know, you get to stick around as long as you want. I know. Uh, or you get to at least lose for several years before they're going to run you out of town. Now, Carroll's the oldest coach in the NFL. He's 70 uh, years old, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. He's the oldest coach in the NFL. Uh, yeah, but why does Russell coach. Wilson want out? Like, do you think that Russell Wilson doesn't like Seattle? I don't think that's the problem. Like, I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's frustrated with the program. Well, when you think about how long he's been there and how many really good offensive lines he's had to protect him, <laughs> you know, and how much resources the Seahawks have spent on the offensive side of the football compared to the defensive side of the football. And, you know, I mean, there are times that he gets frustrated. All that being said... Russell Wilson came back. The hatchet got buried. You know, everyone gets mad at their employer sometimes. You know, you do, I do. It's just the nature of what, you know, what, what happens. It doesn't. Well, mean I never I, do. I'm never yeah. mad. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and then when push comes to shove, you're going to do a radio show, and Russell Wilson's going to go on the field and try to win a football game. So yeah, you're right. You know? <laughs> I don't know, like. If Russell Wilson didn't get hurt, I don't know if anything would have been better. Like I said, I think Geno Smith actually made it a game when it probably wouldn't have been. All right, so let's sure. not, let's, let, let, what, go on. Well, last thing. Is this, I mean, the third, I, I literally, I, I try to take no takeaways from the Thursday night NFL product at all. You know, the results are random. When you look one week to the next, in terms of like, oh, the team that looked good on Thursday night, did that, did that carry over? Not necessarily. The team that looked bad on Thursday night carry over? No, not necessarily. It's like the Thursday night results uh, aren't real, uh, a real good barometer of how good teams actually are. All right. What's, uh, who's the Thursday nighter next week? Um, I see. will tell you. I'm looking right now. No, Jags and Bengals was last week. Man, all my schedules. I'm all rattled now. I punched in instead of NFL scores. I punched in NFL soccer. 
Yeah, that was smart of me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, <laughs> good, I good job. started asking me soccer questions. It is the Bucks and the Eagles next Thursday night. It's not bad, actually, for Thursday night standards. I, I think it's because Fox is on now, right? That's why. Now they can't stiff them all the time. Like, say, you got, you got the Broncos and the, uh, the Browns the following week. Broncos and Browns the following week. Packers and Cardinals in week eight. All right. So, yeah, we got some stuff. All right. So, let, we'll, let's get into some NFL on the other side of college. We'll blast through some college. Uh, I want Teddy's take on that Penn State-Iowa uh, game. I like Iowa. We'll see if Teddy wants to talk me out of it. You got Michigan and Nebraska, but I want to get into some NFL and baseball. Dodgers and Giants. Why are we even talking about anything else? Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Center. Well, it's not easy making Teddy laugh. Was you laughing or Teddy? You like that? <laughs> yeah, dude, I swear, because I haven't heard him in so long. These Simpsons <laughs> just crack me up every time, dude. Every one of them is funny. I've heard them over and over, too. They're still good. Hey, well, that was funny. close. They are. You could be the center. Uh, you know, it was not funny. And I got to be honest with you, full disclosure. So I took Coastal Carolina. I laid, I laid the 20 points, and I bet over 73. Yeah. And, dude, I was watching the NFL game. Uh, Team Canada was playing Mexico. I had like 600 bucks on that game. Plus, my you know, emotions were running high. Yeah, baseball going on. And I'm not going to lie to you, Teddy. I didn't know. I don't, I didn't, I'm just finding out right now, for the love of God, that we lost by one point the total because somebody, Arkansas State, went for two. Yeah, they went for two and didn't make it. Yeah, so you they went for it. two down thirty-two points, Teddy. Dude, uh, no, it was earlier than that. They were oh, they, they were on less than that at the time. Uh, oh. But yes, it was it was a comparable type of score. Oh. Did you watch yeah. it to the bitter end, like hoping to, like you had the over two, right? Like, there was like seven minutes left, and I uh, you know, oh. there was hope because it wasn't looking good, Teddy. And then I didn't. I, 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 know, gave, I gave up on it. I gave up on it. That's why I was like, I was like, yeah. well, Coastal will cover, but we're not getting the over, right? That was it my was, take. It was dead in the first quarter, oh. Coastal, when uh, somehow Arkansas State put together a goal line stand. And Coastal's like, oh, we're fourth a goal from the one and a half. I guess we better kick a field goal. Uh, and at that moment, I'm like, it's, it was ten to nothing, and I'm like, I'm in trouble, you know. And then it was twenty-four nothing at halftime, and you're in, you know, yeah. you're in trouble. But the second half played out just fine. There was five touchdowns. My handicap of the game is that Coastal's getting a fifty, and we're going to see a bunch of big plays. Yeah. And there were five touchdowns in that game of sixty yards or longer. And it didn't go over the total because of a botched two-point conversion. So there you have. Uh, Enjoy. Well, at least I had coastal. <laughs> That's good. At least good call. Yeah, at least at least we're on coastal. Um, all right, Teddy. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk a little college. I want to I want to talk baseball though. I want to get your take on Friday's games, but uh, college football. Uh, tomorrow, Cincinnati coming off that big win against Notre Dame, late twenty-nine and a half against the Temple Owls. 
Paul Bovey was with us earlier in the week. He likes Charlotte and FIU over. I think he got it. He got it a much better number, though. It's like 61 and a half now. You got a lower number. Got Stanford and ASU. Uh, Friday night football as well. Teddy, what do, you, what do you make of Friday's card? So of the three, the one that I uh, considered the most was Temple. And the more I started reading about it, the less I got wanted to bet the game. So I haven't played anything. Uh, but... I mean, the case for the Owls is real. So, I mean, you know, Cincinnati coming off a huge win with much bigger games on deck than this one, you know. But Temple with the Frost QB yeah. on the road with a defense. I didn't like his quotes. I'll just put it that way. It was one of the situations where the QB quotes made me reluctant. Because against a defense like Cincinnati, you don't want to try to feel things out. <laughs> Sorry, so yeah. want to feel things out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he was asked a question about slow starts. Temple's been getting off to these slow starts. And they've been playing much better uh, after they've gotten into the game. And he's like, well, I like to feel things out early. I'm like, you know, you're against Cincinnati. You try to feel things out. You're throwing a pick six in the first quarter. Uh, and, and you'll be down three scores. And there's, you know, and then the rest of the game, you're just hoping that since he runs out of steam somewhere. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I, I don't love this spot for the Bearcats. And look, they're not, a, you know, in terms of their uh, Cincinnati offense, that's not a BCS playoff offense, you know. That's not a college football championship offense. Defensively, they are. Offensively, I got my questions about, you know, Ritter, everyone. That, the reason that they talk about Ritter is he's been there forever, you know. Is, is he He's is he elite? He's not. Is he the kind of quarterback I want to lay 30 points with, you know, since he's not that kind of team? Uh, but at the same time, on a Friday night, with all of a sudden margins starting to matter for Cincinnati, yeah, I I, I, uh, I, I got a little reluctant. Uh, I got talked off my temple side. Teddy Covers uh, kicking with us. All right, well, I was going to say, I wonder if uh, Sooner Lisa's in the house, but yes, indeed she is. Man, your chair's loud, Teddy. What kind of what's your chair made out of? Well, I just so so what I just did was I, I, I took my sweater off. You know, I'm like, okay, I heard it. bugging you. I took it off. I uh, said so it was it's your damn sweater, huh? <laughs> well, it's like a jacket sweater thing. I don't know what the, you know. I don't know what the it was ruffling the whole effing time. <laughs> Ask Matthias. I'm going crazy for sounds. I hear everything. I don't know what it is. I you know, my, my ear, my hearing is getting like super. Super strong, like, like I <laughs> hear, like I power? said. What did I ask you? Are you wearing some sort of fabric? When I said, like, yeah. I said, further, you wear some fabric rubbing against something. Oh, I had an up guess, dude. I had to stop. I said, listen, are you wearing a chain or like you got like some sort of bracelet on? Like, he goes, yeah, I got a chain. I said, well, it's hitting the effing mic, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, rough, you're having a rough go of it, man. But no, and you know what's crazy? I've actually won money again. I, I'm, I'm killing it. So I don't know. I just imagine my rage if I wasn't winning. I don't know what's wrong with me, but that's okay. It's all good. It's all part of it. Sports rage. Love you all. Thank you. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> it's what we do, right? Uh, if somebody said Ken Peacock said it's because of a musician, it's true. See, you're in a band, you listen to where you record a record, you're like, what the hell is that sound, man? Even the cymbal, say it's too loud. Turn it down. It's got to be perfect. All right, so, um, yeah, Sooner Lisa, speaking of perfect, the lovely Sooner Lisa in the house. Let's talk about the Red River shootout. And let me ask you, and sorry, Lisa, cover your ears, but Sarkeesian's doing a great job here, Teddy, and he's covering numbers, man. He's covering numbers, and it's one of these deals, Teddy, where you and I talk about it. I love the, the, the public perception and, and, and the reality perception. And, oh, yeah, remember, I told you I like Texas against Texas Tech that time. 
And and people saw that Arkansas game, right? That was a statement game. It was early in the year. They roll in there, and, you know, Arkansas beats the crap out of Texas, and everyone loves to laugh at Texas, sort of like Harbaugh, ha, 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 right? Look at that. Uh, Texas got school. Well, what's going to happen when they get to the SEC? Well, since then, they've won 58-0, 70-35, to 35, and 32-27. to 27. The offense is humming right now with Casey Thompson, and Sarkeesian's 4-1 and one against the spread. That's the only non-cover. So before we get, uh, you know, we'll get into the Oklahoma side of things, but are you buying in? Texas, like I said, numbers speak for themselves. They're 4-1 and one ATS, straight up and, AT- and ATS right now, Teddy. What's your take on the Horns and their season so far? So I have to turn it into a broader picture question. Because I went back, it was, it was a while ago, but I went back and took a look at the very best point spread teams at the end of every year in college football. And like, you know, what, what do these teams have in common? What do these teams have in common? And there was one commonality year after year. You know, I went back and did Can a multi-year study. Can I see? They always lose a big game early. They get blown out by somebody oh. early, <laughs> and people are, get the wrong opinion about what that team actually is. Interesting. And Texas is certainly the type of team that might well fall into that category. They've certainly been an undervalued commodity in recent weeks. Now, again, Rice, Texas Tech, and TCU, ain't none of those teams Oklahoma. All right. But... The other side of the equation here, we talk about the Sooners. They played four games against line opponents, against, you know, uh, FCS opponents. You know, they had the uh, F, uh, FBS opponents. They played the one game against Western Carolina. I don't count that. I don't count the stats from those games because uh, they outgained it by 446 yards. In their other four games against Tulane, Nebraska, West Virginia, and Kansas State, they're 0-4 against the spread. They've lost three of the four against the spread by more than two touchdowns. And from a are-we-like-dominating-this-team standpoint, I think they've outgained them by a little bit over 100 yards combined, those four teams. I don't know if Oklahoma's any good. All right, Every time I watch Oklahoma, I watch them each of the last two weeks. I watch the West Virginia game and I watch the Kansas State game. I see a team that is not dominating the line of scrimmage offensively. I see a quarterback, uh, a coaching staff, that is finding it difficult to let their quarterback chuck downfield because he didn't have time to throw the football. Yeah, the and offensive line's a problem. A team that can take advantage. Yeah, okay, so, but what about the fact, I'll just play devil's advocate, what about the fact that uh, the Sooners have scored on 10 of their last 12 possessions? It was a nice, impressive performance, although I actually covered the number uh, with K-State last week, just barely, but... Um, and what about Oklahoma's defense? And Oklahoma's playing better defense right now, something that they usually aren't great at. Well, how do you think they match up? Like, well, let's jump into um, how do they match up against the ground attack of, uh, of, of Bijou and of what uh, – and Thompson. And Thompson's got great legs. And I had Dennis Dodd on the other night uh, from CBS Sports. He had a great article. Uh, I didn't realize, Teddy, another thing. I thought I knew everything. Uh, I didn't realize that the Thompson kid – on Texas, the quarterback, his father is Charles Thompson, who was the quarterback of Oklahoma. If you recall, Teddy, I'm sure you remember the cover of the Sports Illustrated, the orange jumpsuit, right? Remember when he got busted for selling Coke in college? Charles Charles Johnson, the quarterback. Uh, it was 1987, 1989, 1987, whatever the hell it was. 1989. Come on, you don't remember the Sports Illustrated cover, the no, Oklahoma quarterback? 
I wasn't around. Out of the country? Were you in jail? <laughs> Teddy's like, it's a dark part, dark and mysterious. Teddy's, I'm out of the country. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I, I was out of my actually, mind. Actually, I got times. back the night before uh, Ramil Robinson. So I got back to really? Michigan. So, yeah. That yeah. night, so, really? That's uh, that part of the night, it was, really? It was, it was a day before. Andrew Gaze. Andrew Gaze, Ramil Robinson, PJ Carlissimo, hmm? Glenn Rice. My sure. man. My man. So, all right, so Teddy, coming into the season. All right, right here's the music. I, I sat down with Kenny Wade. You know Kenny Wade. You know the long-time yes. Vegas maker. Now he does. Uh, I think he does what I do. I do. But uh, Kenny Wade does a lot of work on college football every summer. All right, he's someone I'm bringing. I want to pick every. All right, every hold on, Teddy. Every summer as much. Hold on, Teddy. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucks. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Yeah, thanks, Arkansas State. That's who uh, he was talking about. Or Teddy, Geno Smith. Love Teddy's take. Geno Smith's fault. You believe Geno Smith cost the game tonight? <laughs> That's the best. Well, they were going to, you know, they were in position to cover. I know. The, I know they were. I know. I know. I know. I even tweeted that they were in position to cover. Uh, uh, yeah, well, listen to this. I don't know. You're not going to. Maybe you'll approve. I won. So I won. So yesterday, Teddy, I always said, you know, I want a baseball football teaser. <laughs> right? So it was the Cardinal game and the Dodgers. So I just I went on the alternate lines and I was live on the air and I just put it together. So I said, "Give me the Dodgers plus two and a half runs, and uh, the Seattle Seahawks plus uh, plus ten points." And uh, I did it. I put five hundred bucks. It was minus two hundred, and I won <laughs> nine points. Never in doubt. Hey, well, all right. well, money, money's money. Teddy, uh, kick it with us, man. Ton of stuff I want to get to with uh, Teddy. So. Listen, Doug. Uh, Doug's in Chicago. We got a lot of listeners in Chicago. Uh, Doug's in Chicago, but he's a Michigan State guy. I won't hold that against him. Um, I won't hold that against him, even though I should. Uh, <laughs> you're all right, though, Doug. But he's asking about the Rutgers game. Is this, is this a uh, trap here? A tricky, tricky spot for Sparty? Do you think? It might be. I mean, it, it really. But so, for, from a spot standpoint, it's a beware game for Michigan State. The problem is. On the Rutgers side, you know, I don't like their quarterback play at all. Yeah. You know, they got playmakers. They just can't get the ball out of their hands. Um, and, you know, I mean, Sparty's been better than advertised on both sides of the line of scrimmage. It's not just what the offense is doing. It's what the defense is doing as well. Uh, is it a lack of respect, Teddy, for Sparty, though, when you sit like, you know, like the Buckeyes go in there and smash him? I laid the points last week there, actually. So, and, and then Sparty goes in here undefeated and now laying five or whatever. It is still five. 
Well, you can't compare Michigan State to Ohio. No, I know. You can't compare any team. In but it's a, it's an undefeated. It's, I know, I'm not going to bring up the ranking. I was going to say they're the 11th ranked team in the country. I'm not bringing up the ranking with you. Hey, how about that third-ranked Iowa last week, though, Teddy? Kick some serious ass. Nice and easy, man. That Look like a third-ranked team. the Hawkeyes. Uh, so yeah, so you're not you're not biting on Rutgers pass pass on that game. It's it's Rutgers or nothing, but I'm not playing it. I think it's tricky that you know Michigan State's got a good ground game. Michigan State probably survive and win by three or something. Uh, it's it, one of those. It's exactly of that yeah. kind of a game. Doesn't yeah. it feel that way? Yeah, I, I I I'm interested in Rutgers off a bad loss. You know, I lost I last week with LSU. I'll I'll own that one. Auburn, freaking first time they won there in like 25 years or something like Dude, that. I mean, when, when, when Bubba <laughs> Nix is going to do stuff like that, what are you going to uh, do? What are you going to do? Right? Like, seriously. It's, it's, um, that angered does me. that against Georgia. <laughs> no, so it's 15 and a half. That was 15 and a half there. Oh, what, is, it a, is it a trap Michigan going to Nebraska now? Yeah, maybe. So I, I had a real good week last week in college football. But the one game I got wrong, and I couldn't have been wronger about it, I bet against Nebraska at Northwestern Plus. And, you know, it was over in the first quarter, maybe. It was over on the first play, maybe. <laughs> you know, I at mean, least it you was, do it was early as wrong on. as wrong could be. So when that happens, I don't want to flip. You know what I mean? I'm not a guy, that, all right, well, I like this. I, I wanted to bet against them last week. And now, oh, I love them, and I'm going to bet on them this week. Uh, but, I mean, that's the best game Nebraska's played under Scott Frost, period. It, period. I mean, both sides of football. If they come with that here, they'll they'll they'll, they'll beat Michigan. Uh, they are competing. You're right. You can tell Nebraska is sort of, I don't know, if turned a corner, but they're not. They're they're battling. They want to make a bowl game bad, right? They want to make a bowl game bad. I know, Teddy. We went to the music. It's my bad, actually. So, what was your final conclusion with Texas and Oklahoma? And we never even finished up with a total. I don't want to backtrack, but I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> Oklahoma so, hasn't covered a point spread yet. I'm yeah. not I'm, I'm not jumping on that falling. You know, it's, again, it's a falling knife from a from a value standpoint. But Kenny White was telling me all summer how good the Oklahoma defense was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, he was like, this year the defense really is good, um, and they got lit up in the Tulane game a little bit. Since then, they've been pretty good. Although, again, last week outgained by Kansas State, and Kansas State's not that good. Penn State numbers down to one and a half now with Iowa. Just keeps dropping. One, one, one and a half right now. This Iowa defense has been spectacular. It's a big-time football game here. Massive game. Um, almost like a playoff eliminator, midseason playoff eliminator. Iowa down to 122 on the money line. 41 and a half is the total, Teddy. What do you make of this Big Ten matchup? And if I'm minus one and a half, I'm going to play it on the money line for what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? How about this, Teddy? The one and a half is minus one fifteen too. Like, come on, why would I do exactly. that when it's one twenty two? So pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, you find there was a. I, I swear the other day I was I was betting it was the choice between minus one minus one twenty or minus one twenty uh, on the money line. Yeah. That's not much of a choice. No. <laughs> Why do they do that? Just that to see if, you're, if someone's stupid enough to figure, well, screw them? Maybe. If you're not paying attention, you know, you don't have the window <laughs> fully open or whatever. I'm, I'm sure. Like, I never feel sorry for people when they tell me, ah, oh, it was one and a half. I lost this. It's like, dude, well, you should have laid the 26 cents instead. Like, <laughs> anyway, so, so, it, no, so, it, so basically, let's just call it a pickup. It's basically a money line game now. 
It's down to so why why is it drop from three, Teddy? Is are there injuries I don't know about? Is it so so called wise guy money or people hammering the, the Lions? Well, why is the number coming down so much? Lack of respect for Iowa? What is it? It is the way you say what the it's a wise guy money, and there's a ton of lack of respect for Iowa out there because Iowa keeps on getting out yarded. And again, that this stage of the season, a lot of the biggest money that's getting bet on college football, they're not watching games. They've got an algorithm that's punching out yardage, you know, yeah. whatever stats there that are in there, but there's a lot of yardage numbers in that are in those stats. And uh, the algorithm is punching out 40 games they're going to bet this weekend, and they want to go, you know, 23 and 17. Yeah, you're right. Um, and that's the way it works. You know, that's, the, that's yeah. the way the broader betting market works, and I, I think a lot of people don't realize that. So it's not like they have a huge opinion on these quarterbacks or these teams or this game. Um, I certainly haven't gotten that sense. But Iowa, from a statistical standpoint, there's weakness, you know. Yards per play, there's weakness. There are yards per point. In, 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 and, again, yards per point is one of those stats. That I talked to an average guy. What, what does that mean? What's that even going to tell you? Where do you find that? That's a huge wise guy stat because it talks about how well you're converting what you're doing into points. And teams that have really low yards per points are, quote, unquote, lucky. And Iowa's been less than 10 yards per point three times in five games this year, which is extremely lucky. But can you and be lucky continuously like that? Going back to last yeah, year, they were 6-2. That's, six a, and that's two. the whole point. That's why we can make money beating college football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like where you're going. I like to you turn it back on them. <laughs> All right, so is it Iowa or pass for you? Or, like, yeah, I don't see how anyone can say, oh, I love Penn State in this game. Like, having to win a game on the road. So let's start with this. I believe in Penn State. I'd rather lay, take points with Penn State on the road than lay uh, than lay with them at home. Uh, and, and again, it's a senior-laden team with a veteran quarterback. They've won already on the road in a real tough environment this year. You know, I like teams like Penn State on the road. I like teams like Auburn on the road. I want them on the highway. It's not like they can't go in somewhere at night and hang tough. They can. Uh, but you said it. We've said it both. But we both have said it in various ways in, in our breakdown of this game. This is a pick'em game, all right. Someone's going to make a play on one team or the other in the fourth quarter. There's no right side <laughs> in this game, all right. It's going to be tight, and someone's going to make a play, and I can't tell you who. I'd rather have the under than either side. Um, and 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 uh, we always say, don't tease college football. Don't tease college football. This is the kind of game you yeah. can tease the dog because the total's only 41. Um, it's an NFL total. It's a low NFL total. So if I'm playing, maybe you tease Penn State to something. Teddy Covers uh, joining us. Let's jump into some baseball, uh, Teddy. Um, man, I don't want to jinx things, but I'm 4-0 and so far. I was on yeah. Boston. Yeah, I was on Boston. I was on the Dodgers, minus one and a half. I also had the Dodgers and parlays and stuff. Yeah, never in doubt. Easy win. And uh, easy <laughs> Two win. Two outs, nobody on in the ninth, man. Ah, nah, he's never in doubt. Uh, then today I pulled the trigger with the two favorites. I like the Astros and I like the Rays. And I parlayed the series, actually, at plus 180. So I took the um, Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays both to win the series, plus 180 parlay. So off and running right now. So I'm just I'm due for a loss. That's 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 what I'm getting at, guys. <laughs> so um, I don't know what's up with Fanduel. They have it locked right now. Giolito and Valdez. What's up with that? Let me see what's the number here. I'll get another number. So first game up tomorrow. 
Uh, Astros minus 115. Seems like a short price. Sign, sign me up. Like, I don't, do, do I have a reason not to take them again? I think the Astros win this series in three or four games. So, I know that uh, I was talking to a couple people today that really like Giolito and they like the way he was pitching down the stretch. That's not my take. That's their take. You know, yeah. my opinion in terms of how to handicap the MLB postseason is completely ignore the starting pitchers. They're going to they're relevant to about what in eighty. Love what you're saying, Teddy. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I've heard oh, people say I get mad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. I've heard people say that. Well, you know, I got oh, mad. Oh. oh. This ace, you know, this guy's going to pitch three times in a series and two times. I'm like, this guy's going to pitch for four innings, guys. That's the modern era, Teddy. Even if you're an ace, four innings, you're out, you're done, you're done. You're not facing you. You're not. No, no one's facing anyone three times through the order, Teddy, in a playoff game. Nope, not anymore. Thank you, man. We're on the same page, Teddy. <laughs> yep. So anyhow, but uh, I as of, of the of the four games tomorrow, two of them I have no opinion, and two of them I have strong opinion, and this is the one of the ones I have no opinion. I don't, I don't know what happens in Houston, Chicago. I may not play a game in that series. Uh, you have an opinion on the Braves one, uh, Morton and uh, yeah. I want to take the Braves. Yeah, first five. Atlanta's first five better minutes. than Milwaukee. Let's start. I didn't take it one seriously. Okay, this I is my quick take, them. and I'll throw it to you. Teddy. Brewers aren't this any is, good. This is my Brewers quick take. Can't hit. On this. Their pitching's overrated. And so right. they're pitching. Everybody talks. Oh, they're pitching. They're pitching. They're pitching. They're pitching. All right. Yeah, their pitching's pretty good. You know whose pitching's pretty good? Atlanta. Charlie Morton's won World Series. Like Charlie Morton's been in World Series games. Max Fried's a badass that nobody talks about. And yeah. who's got the better hitting? Who's the hotter team? Like, who's got a better hitting? The Braves did. It's not close. It's not close. Atlanta's a bit, I mean, Atlanta's easy for me in, in that one. Easy. You don't think about it. You play Atlanta. Now, Chris, Chris Sale was, Chris Sale didn't, how many ones the last time this guy won a game, too? Chris Sale on the hill tomorrow against Baz. Any opinion on that one? Yeah, that's, a, that's another easy one. Raise again. If you're looking at the entire postseason, who's the undervalued commodity? The Rays. Not even close, dude. Not even close. Only one, yeah. I know, everybody is the overlooking Tampa. In the AL, in the NL, it's the Dodgers and everybody else. In the AL, it's the Rays and everybody else. And you don't see that in the series price. You don't see that in the game price. Why? Oh, Tampa doesn't have the sexy starting pitching. <laughs> That's why. And when you have Chris Sale on the hill... It's a big deal in the betting markets. The proven postseason performer who, yeah, as you mentioned, was not good down the stretch. You know, was great. Or when he first came back, he was great. Yeah. I had him on the run line, like the first Think four. Sticky hit a wall after that 5-0 and start. Yeah. Yup. And by the way, the last time he played Tampa, he played him twice back-to-back. And the second time, they then him off. Dodgers, Giants on the other side, bring it. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Man, time just flies by. With the great Ted Savransky. 
We'll see Teddy in March. That's the uh, Road Rage anniversary, uh, the, the tour. Uh, we look forward to it. And just shout out to, and uh, people l- like what you brought up. And I, I was talking about it too. I love what you said about the, the pitching. And you know what I've done, Teddy? I've made money with this. I couldn't do it tonight because they weren't quote-unquote aces, right? So the numbers were low. But Max Scherz are over under seven and a half strikeouts. Boom, cash it. Garrett Cole, bro, was over under six and a half strikeouts. The dude didn't get out of the third inning. <laughs> like, nope. like you know, and man, so guys with these ace pitchers, these big strikeouts, it takes a real special circumstance for someone to actually stay in the game. So I can't wait for this Dodgers-Giants series, Teddy. It's big-time stuff. Uh, first time ever that these two teams are playing in the playoffs, San Francisco versus Los Angeles. Uh, it's amazing that they are for the first time. My deal is I wonder if the, the Giants, it didn't affect the Rays. They scored two runs in the first inning, and they were off since Sunday. So San Francisco haven't played since Sunday. It's like five days now, Teddy. What's your take on game one in the series uh, here? Dodgers are like minus 152, and I see uh, Bueller now minus 118 in game one. 152 for the series. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, it's a pick It's a pick for me. Yeah. It, 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 I, I'm in no rush to step in front of San Fran. The Dodgers are and have been and continue to be the best team in baseball, and it's not really that close. Um, But I think the way I would approach, like if ever there's a zigzag series, this is that zigzag. This is that series. Feels like five games written all over it, huh? (laughs) Yeah, you 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 wait for someone to lose game one, and then you come back with the Uh, yeah yeah. For game one, I I really don't know. You're sort of waiting for the ballet to begin on its own. You're waiting for the ballet to begin, and then you're going to wait. Like you're going to wait for the dominoes to start to fall. Sure. It's not a bad way to approach it. You we'll know what's strange, out. Teddy? I saw the Dodgers <laughs> tonight. We're taking batting practice tonight at the stadium. Good. I've never seen. I've never seen that. Twenty-four. I've never seen a baseball team. Twenty. I know you figure they're going to be out at dinner. No, they're in a hotel. No, like no. Guys, tonight the Dodgers, while the football game was going on, they were tweeting pictures of them taking batting practice tonight at the park. They said they want to get a feel for the stadium. Teddy, wager talk. Thanks, Teddy. Peace.